nefarious. Yes, nefarious. You know what's so terrifying about it? The last 10 minutes will scare you out of your <laughs> mind. You'll be like, I was a happy, healthy individual, and, and I thought he was too, and <laughs> what happened in such a short period of time? Yes. I had several people come up to me about this movie this weekend, mm-hmm. and I, I regret to report their, their point on it was, you know, everyone was saying Glenn was so bad, but I thought he was really good. they're no longer friends but that is what they said all right well anyway this is a great movie i've heard a lot of reviews from all my friends and family they went to see it and none of them uh, strangely mentioned me but uh they mentioned uh how much they love this movie it's terrifying just it really is terrifying it is a new telling of c.s lewis the screw tape letters really check it out you can get them your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com. So this whole leak thing uh, still really bothers me for on several levels. First of all, the media uh, and how they helped find this guy, um, how they immediately, you know, make him into the bad guy and telling us what he did without telling us how he did it. There's obviously a problem with our top secret infrastructure. I mean, Hillary Clinton was doing it, but I understand she's the secretary of state, so she had that access. This guy doesn't have this access. And far as I know, he has never been in Joe Biden's garage or Donald Trump's closet. So how did he get access to these? Nobody in the press seems to want to ask that question. And my feeling is, is because there's not a good answer that they want to hear. Right now, the Biden administration is looking to take away more of our rights and spy on us even more than they already do. Well, no, I'm sorry. You're not coming for my rights when this is your fault. What is the flaw in the system that, if it's true, allowed this guy to access all of these secret documents and get them out. Where's the flaw? Why aren't we talking about fixing that? Cash Patel was the uh, deputy director of, uh, of uh, defense, uh, sorry, of national intelligence, and he was former Department of Defense chief of staff. He can maybe shed some light. We go to him in 60 seconds. Centralization is the name of the game. And when you can accept that, you can act on it. There is going to be a digital currency and it will replace the dollar. You know, barring some miracle of Jesus coming, I think. So you keep that in mind, you have to ask yourself some questions. What does that mean? Has it ever happened before? 
Yeah, it has. And it means generally a haircut of everything that you have of about 40%. I think this time, because it'll be redistribution of wealth, it could be it could be heavier for some. And, you know, you might get 120% if you're a transgender, you know, uh, black gay woman who also is half frog you're you know and they and you insist on your teachers calling you bunny you are set uh here's here's the thing my bunny self tells me you should have some gold not crazy amounts maybe uh you know a tenth of what you have in gold just spread your risk out Goldline can help you, and this week, with every single one-tenth ounce gold coin bar you acquire, they're going to give you a free silver bar at no additional cost. Why? Yeah. A mind-your-business silver bar for every every one-tenth of an ounce gold coin or bar that you acquire this week. Call them at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Cash, how are you, sir? I'm good. Great to be with you. Glenn. Yeah, it's Thanks good to me. good to have you. Um, this story has bothered me and some of my uh, friends who have been in the military uh, and have mm-hmm. and have had you know top secret clearance. They say what the media is reporting is just not possible. That mm-hmm. the, do you agree with that? Yeah, I wrote an extensive piece on it, um, just that, and I think it was published in Breitbart and the New York Post picked it up, but a former deputy director of national intelligence and the guy who did the presidential daily briefing for the commander-in-chief um, have an idea of how this types of access works, and you covered it. 21-year-old National Guardsman, even if you have a top-secret SCI clearance, doesn't mean you have a need to know. He certainly did not have a need to know to access under the law this type of intelligence about war planning operations, military movement in the Saudi intelligence. It's some of our most closely kept and guarded secrets, as it should be. Um, so he did not, and I don't believe for one second he has acted alone. And I think the fact mm-hmm. that the New York Times and the Washington Post were the first ones to break the story and investigation yep. before the FBI, the same guys that did Russiagate, and I may be biased because I was the guy that ran the Russiagate investigation, and expose it all, but this doesn't happen by coincidence. Somebody is covering up their tracks and somebody is looking for a scapegoat because the underlying crux of information shows that the current commander-in-chief Joe Biden and his administration have been lying to the world about the failure of our $115 billion in the Ukraine. Okay, so there, there's two subjects here. Uh, I want to talk about the leaks and what they tell you, but mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to stay first on... How did this information, I want to make sure I understand and the audience understands, Mm -hmm. you can have a top secret clearance and you can log on to whatever that internet thing is, is called, um, what is it called? The JWIC system. Yeah, JWIC system. You can log on to JWIC, but you have to Mm -hmm. specifically know what you're, it's not like it's just piles of documents sitting there. You have to know what you're looking uh, for and you have to go through other portals to be able to get this stuff, correct? Yeah, think of it this way. Think of it as a a giant mansion that has multiple bedrooms that are locked with uh, the the goods and household products of whoever lives there. Just because you have the key to the front gate with your top secret SCI clearance doesn't mean you have the keys and the codes to every single room and bank vault in that glorious mansion. Classified information works the same way. There are literally millions of federal employees who have a top secret SCI clearance. 
but there are less than 0.5% of those employees who have the need to know compartmented code access to grant themselves access to this information because it's structured that way on purpose. Whether you can log into a system or walk into the vault room with all the paper documents, you are not by law permitted in the entry room, um, in the foyer even, unless you have been granted that need to know. And a 21-year-old Air National Guardman doesn't have a need to know of this kind of information. So my researchers said the, their gut said to them, somebody else that has access mm-hmm. to these documents either sent them to him or whatever got them to him, and he's just a front guy. Yeah, that's what I wrote. That's what I specifically came out and said before, as soon as the story was breaking and people were screaming at me, and I said, listen, it's not about politics, Democrat, Republican. This guy has had this documentation and putting it out for six months. That's a campaign. That's not one page printed off and stolen off a printer and said, oh, here you go, here's one piece of intelligence. There's hundreds of documents. We don't even know the extent of it. And you can't access over that over a continued period of time as a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman in Cape Cod. It just doesn't work that way. Somebody, either a DOD or the intelligence community, either wanted this information out or he found someone who was wanted the information out like he did and helped him with that process and access. Look, if I'm wrong, I kind of actually hope I'm wrong, Glenn, and here's why. Because if I'm wrong, the other truth is even scarier, that our classification system is so broken and so destroyed that a rookie can walk in Correct. and go harness our, our nuclear secrets. That's what happens if I'm wrong. And I, it's not about me being right or wrong. It's the alternative. It's so much worse. Well, that's what, uh, you know, that, that's one of the things I keep coming back to. We should be talking about this because mm-hmm. this guy either had somebody on the inside, or you're right, mm-hmm. it's so porous that any of the millions, of you, as you say, that have that top secret clearance can go in and get anything. And mm-hmm. Americans need to know, not, not Republicans, not Democrats, this is all of us. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that's what's so striking about this, and it's why it's riddled with analogies to Julian Assange and Whatever your political orientation is, you can't, I might be in the minority in this, but I don't justify this kind of behavior because it exposes waste, fraud, and corruption. There's a way to go about it, and this is not it. And so for those politically who are cheering this action because of the end result, that's not how the United States of America works, because there's going to be a hundred guys behind them that do this if you permit this sort of justified disclosure of intelligence. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Okay, so now let's try to figure out is there a pattern in the leaks? Because they seem to be oh. kind of all over the board. Some of them seem to be something that could have helped us with some of our, you know, frenemies. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there was only really the only one that I saw that I thought was really damaging was the one that we have a spy at the, you know, in the Kremlin. That's that's not good for the health of that spy. Um mm-hmm. Who did this help? What side did this help? I I think it was um, a combination of things. And what I mean by that is that you saw sort of a shotgun disclosure because the ultimate goal of what they wanted to disclose, in my opinion, based on what's out there, is the information regarding the Ukraine conflict. And the other disclosures were put out there to sort of have lines of effort to say, 
wait, let's throw some people off our tracks. That's another mm-hmm. reason why I don't think this was done alone. This wasn't just some kid who's like, ah, I'm just going to throw up a bunch of pieces of paper in the air. and Whatever you guys grab in this chat room, we can talk about. No, no. It was very specifically done. And it was done with other people assisting him to do it, like the folks in the chat rooms who might also be government employees. I don't know who any of these people are, but apparently the New York Times and the Washington Post do. And maybe they want to go talk to them, at least the FBI, and figure it out. But it was done in this fashion. It's kind of going back to Assange. He did it in a more streamlined fashion because he said he had a revolving door of information to put out. This may be the scenario here. This was just sort of the first shot. Does he have other conspirators who have more information out there? We don't know that answer yet, and neither does the FBI. So does it appear to be the, the information that you have seen, does it appear to be a message that your government is lying to you and uh, you have no idea what's going on in Ukraine or that to me. Yeah. That's That's the central message to me. Um, And and, and you have to look at the characters that are involved. Chairman Milley, who used to work for me when I was chief of staff at DOD has become the most political operative in Washington, D.C. And that's saying something when as chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, by law, you are forbidden to enter politics Wow. And he was the guy that said, hey, I'm going to call my Chinese counterpart if during the Trump administration we uh, are going to come after you. He is, one, broken the law by entering the operational chain of command. Two, the thing he wanted to achieve was a relationship with the incoming Biden administration because he wanted to keep his job. I think you're going to see down the road people in senior DOD positions like that say, because it's going to come to a head, either Joe Biden lied to the world about the Ukraine and its status or he was lied to about the intelligence about the Ukraine and said we were succeeding. The other piece is members of Congress were the Gang of Eight informed about the underlying intelligence. If that's accurate, then Congress also lied to America while saying the Ukrainian effort was a win or we were winning. And I think when you enter that fray and sort of have government officials target each other, somebody's trying to cover their own Mm -hmm. rear end and we're going to find out when it shakes out. And I remember Chairman Milley's uh, leadership role is up in three months. He's out. He's gone. And he's been no stranger to talk to media while in that seat and especially when he leaves that seat. So it, I would say stay tuned, but it's a very suspicious line of effort. Um, when, you, uh, uh, when you look at the information about the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, uh, mm-hmm. it, describe it uh, in relatable terms of people who are not really following it. They just know, you know, we're there, we're doing stuff. It looks like it could get dangerous. How bad is it? It's bad. We're doing everything but going to actually declare war. When you spend $115 billion in, in less than a year, what you have to do is arm, man, train, and equip. What that means is it's cute by half. We don't have, quote, unquote, conventional American soldiers on the ground. That's, that may be mostly true, but we have contractors, former United States military operatives on the ground, training them on tanks, training them on weapon systems, training them how to shoot, training them how to defend their positions, etc., because they can't do it alone. That all costs money. But the problem with Ukraine is it's going to be the modern day Afghanistan. They don't have an international banking system to access. So we have to give them literally pallets of cash. And we know how that's gone in the past. And we have no idea where this money is going. And this is problematic for many reasons, but the most is the following. In a year, we are going to have conventional American forces on the ground in the Ukraine, and we're going to be back into Afghanistan situation 
because everyone in Congress, or most of them, is bending the knee to the defense industrial complex, which is the most corrupt organization in Washington, D.C. Wow, that's saying something. Um, mm-hmm. All right, hang, hang on just a second. I need to take a one-minute break. I've got a lot of follow-up questions uh, on that, uh, and I'd like to ask about the Nord Stream pipeline uh, as well. All right, sweet little testimony about Rough Greens from Lisa, lives in New Mexico. She says, I have disability assist service dog. She is a precious English black lab, and I want to take the best care of her I can. She loves her food with rough greens on it. Her coat is shinier now. She does a much better job these days keeping her attention on me and my needs. So thank you so much. Dog food, especially kibble food, is dead food. The, you know, it is, it's not nutritious. Everybody knows. And, you know, and it's green. It's good for you. You got to have your greens. Oh, shut up. Anyway, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black invented the solution to put all of the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics and antioxidants back into your dog's food to make it healthy and uh, make him healthy and happy. They have a special deal right now. You can go to roughgreens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, and get your first bag free. All you pay for is shipping, roughgreens.com slash back, or call 833-GLEN33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Cash, you said uh, just a minute ago, in a year, troops will be on the ground. Can you expand on that? Yeah. So when you, it's called operational preparation of the environment. And when you drop $115 billion into a theater of war, which is what the Ukraine is, regardless of your position, you are doing absolutely everything uh, in your power to encroach upon a war and obtaining the political headline of saying we don't have boots on the ground. You don't take it that far unless you are going to put and commit boots on the ground because the defense industrial complex is in charge of those decisions. Why do you think so many Democrats and Republicans are banding together because the defense industrial complex spends more money and gets more of our taxpayer dollar than any entity on Earth? And when you invest that much capital into the Ukraine, the very next political forcing point is going to be we've already come 99 percent of the way. We now must commit troops. Now, it might come in the force of U.S. troops um, in a U.N.-style program, but to me, there's no difference. Once we're there, we're there. We already have contractors there, and those are former military guys. And the Ukrainians, it's not like they're going to know what to do with our equipment a year from now or 10 years from now. And that's yeah. not on them. It's just because it's our equipment. Right. So are we going to leave it there? You know, what well, we did in Afghanistan. Um, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you said we're shipping pallets of cash. That is so insane. I don't know if anybody rem- remembers this, but in World War II, mm-hmm. because we had to drop cash off in Hawaii and in the Middle East, they had a different seal. You know, you have that little green seal with the you know E on it or whatever. Yeah. It had a brown seal and a yellow seal. And that way, they could cut that money off if... Uh, it wasn't just flooding the market. If they say, uh, wait a minute, this has been stolen or whatever, they could track the dollars because they had those seals. I don't know why we don't do things like that. We could have made all of that money in Afghanistan worthless overnight. We could have, but that's why we don't. It's an intentional decision. When Barack Obama flew pallets of cash 
to the terrorists and the mullahs in Iran. He did it without tracking devices and intelligence operations for a reason. He chose not to. When we would pulled out of Afghanistan or when we were dropping off money into Afghanistan, only to watch their leadership, Karzai and company, fly out of Afghanistan with our money and helicopters, they did it without any sort of capabilities attached to it that we could. And they're going to do the same thing here. I mean, this is why this is a, you don't have to believe me. Why is it that you think no member of Congress or no member of this administration can tell you where this money is going? They can only say we don't have proof that it's not being abused. That's because you have no idea and aren't asking the questions and don't want to know the answer. Correct. It's going to be forced upon your feet like it was in Afghanistan. Um, because right now you can say, and the popular effort is, we must, must, must fund the Ukrainian war. And they're championing that political headline for the time being. I, I have, it will evaporate. I have just about 90 seconds left. Any thoughts on Nord Stream? Do you think we blew that up? <laughs> if Joe Biden blew up Nord Stream and didn't know how to do it without keeping it quiet, it just goes to show you why I've been saying he doesn't have a grasp on the national security apparatus of this country. Do we have the capabilities to do it? Yeah, sure, probably. But did we do it? Honestly, I hope not. I honestly I think the Russians too. did it, and they're, and they're just using it as propaganda because it's an easy win for them. We shut it down in the Trump administration. They turned it back on, and the Biden administration realized how explosively consequential it was to us and our allies to allow that to happen. And now Russia, they're smart. They're not dumb. They can go down there, turn that thing off, blow it up and say, look at what America did. We need a rallying call for the Ukraine. And they got one. Mm-hmm. All right. Cash, I like that. I like that answer much more than uh, the answer I, I keep coming to, which is I, I think we did it. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go with your answer. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for talking to me, uh, Cash. Cash Patel, you can uh, follow him on his website, fightwithcash.com, fightwithcash.com. His Twitter handle is Cash's Corner. That's spelled with a K. Cash's Corner. Corner is with a C. But now, now it's not just, now it's just become complex and, and, and really just more information than you ever needed, really, honestly. All right. Coming up. In just a second, a senator with the goods on COVID. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. This is an amazing, amazing bit of information on COVID in a second. Having a gun instructor is great, but what if your gun instructor lives, you know, in a houseboat on the lake and you, that's where you were when you lost all, all your guns back then. And he recently lost all his guns and a phone in the same lake. I mean, that is weird. Anyway, here's what you can do. You can target shoot now without expending any uh, bullets. You can use bullets for this. And you don't need a target. This is the Mantis X. It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system, widely now used by the military, and helps you improve your shooting quickly because it is like having that guy who was, you know, helping push the guns into the lake. I mean, the anyway, it's like having him, and every time you squeeze the trigger, it doesn't just say you hit the target. It shows you in real time what your hand is doing, and you improve like this 94 percent of the uh, shooters improve within 20 minutes start improving today get yours at mantisx.com that's mantis 
X.com. Great night tonight on Blaze TV, Studios America, Glenn TV, back to back. Go to goblazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Tonight at 9 o'clock, a special that has, in a way, been 30 years in the making. It was 30 years ago today that the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas, erupted into a massive fireball. If you ask anybody involved, they'll tell you, yeah, uh, government really kind of screwed up. Um, But nothing really has changed. And in fact, the alphabet agencies have gotten much, much worse. We dive deep into the weaponization of the FBI and our federal bureaucracy tonight on my Glenn TV special on Blaze TV. Go to glennbeck.com, click on the poll about the Waco raid, and tell me if you think our federal agencies are being weaponized against the American people, and make sure you tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Central on Blaze TV. Get all of the information uh, about uh, Waco, the FBI, weaponization of our government. It's out of control at glennbeck.com. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to uh, get a discount. So one of the guys who has been doing the real work, not the partisan work, but the real work um, on COVID is uh, Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas. He has just released what I think is a shocking report um, because this is again not partisan. This is they went to the real experts and went through fifty thousand documents to try to find out what happened. And uh, Senator Marshall is on with us now. Hi, Senator. Glenn, yeah, good morning to you and your your listeners. But but you're spot on that the preponderance of evidence shows that there were two lab leaks, unintentional lab leaks in Wuhan, China. The first one around September of 2019, they were able to contain that. But then when they were doing vaccine research is when the bigger leak occurred. Um, And by the way, a significant amount of evidence shows that that virus was most likely made in the laboratory in Wuhan, China as well. Uh, So it's weird that nobody seems to be really reporting on this. This isn't a big deal. Uh, After everything that we have gone through as a society, and all of the the shout downs, this is the exact opposite of what the government was saying. And now it looks really pretty clear. And it's it's amazing uh, for anybody who watches Blaze TV in my Wednesday night show. Uh, two years ago, when we outlined this, I showed you that in September there was something going on. Uh, we thought it was the first lab leak uh, and because they changed all the air handling systems and everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, it is again that preponderance of evidence. Uh, you, you all the intelligence points towards September 2019. Dr. Xi takes down the DNA lab bank. They, mm. they uh, put up road barricades around the laboratory. There's decreased cell phone use as well. Uh, all those things are happening. The epidemiology points towards a, a leak of some sort in September as well. But I think it's, you know, let's go back to why isn't the national media covering this? Look, I want, I want to expose this because I don't want it to ever happen again. Uh, there's not a listener you have that was not impacted by this virus one way or the other. My, my grandson missed kindergarten because of this. I have yeah. a son with long COVID. Many of us lost loved ones. We want to do everything we can to, to figure out the truth so it doesn't happen again. 
And by the way, China's had three years to come forward and tell us that they could disprove this if they wanted to. They would have the evidence to show, ha-ha, here's the progenitor species, here's the intermediate species, uh, here's the DNA lab bank. Take a look at it. But if they show us this DNA lab bank that you're talking about, we would see the cousin, the father, the brothers of COVID-19 right there. They were doing this research with American dollars. Across the world, they were gathering viruses from bat caves. They were taking them back to laboratories in Wuhan, biosecurity level two and three laboratories, and taking spikes off of one of them and putting them on, a, on the original SARS backbone. I mean, this is mad scientist stuff. It's scary. I can't believe they would be doing it in that type of biocontainment situation. And EcoHealth was involved, right? They were the ones that <laughs> took our money and were involved in all of this, correct? Right. So we- yeah, so EcoHealth is one of the, I call the mafia godfathers mm-hmm. uh, that were involved with biogain-of-function research. For the 20 years prior to this leak, EcoHealth obtained over $150 million of American taxpayer dollars and were doing biogain-of-function research. And by the way, it was from 10 different government agencies. So Fauci wasn't just manning, he had a $6 billion purse that, that he was allocating but he was able to leverage that with other departments in the government, as well as money from the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation as well. But they're in the middle of this. They're, they have a huge responsibility. And by the way, they had no boots on the ground in Wuhan, China. Nobody was there mining the store. We were just shelling out money. Uh, EcoHealth is simply a wholesaler uh, taking American taxpayer money, and they're still on the lamp. So we're pretty upset that that's not been stopped. And this is they're still doing gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Somebody I know told me that it, it the research that they're working on right now it makes this look like child's play. Well, unfortunately, that's true. So he, uh, China themselves says that they feel bioterrorism is a threat to them. So just like they're responding to nuclear threats, they're going to respond to bioterrorism threats by developing countermeasures, vaccines, and aggressive measures. But I have we have good evidence to show that they're working uh, with things like Ebola, um, MERS as well, things that have mortality rates of 30%. You know, yep. SARS-CoV-2 had a mortality rate probably of 1% or 2% when it's all said and done. But these other viruses have a 30% high chance of you dying if you catch it. So they're absolutely uh, invested in bioterrorism research and, and what your listeners need to understand. In, in this, these labs in Wuhan, there's multiple labs. There's multiple people that work for the military, scientists that work for the military that are engaged with President Xi, co-mingling with American taxpayer dollars and all these things could be used for good but then there's a huge downside just like again like nuclear energy can be used for good or you can build bombs the problem is these bombs are exponentially more powerful and more easily accessible to terrorists so this is really um, troubling and uh, concerning that if Fauci's not being held responsible, EcoHealth isn't being held responsible. They're still doing these kinds of things. Fauci's not, but he was before he left. He's still doing these things with the same people. Is anyone here going to be held responsible? Well, that's that's exactly what we need to do. And this is why I believe we need a 9-11 style commission. Get this out of the bright light of Washington. Let the facts be what they may. Let's get people that are not politically motivated to go through this again. We don't want this to ever happen again. And that's and I certainly respect what we're doing on the House side. Um, Brad Winstrom, a physician, is over there working hard on a COVID origin type of investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Comer's got his stuff, and Jordan's got his stuff going on. We're visiting with them. 
sharing information. Of course, America gave the Democrats the gavel in the Senate, so we cannot lead the charge over here. The, the majority determines what those hearings look like. It's amazing. Um, Senator, thank you for all of your hard work. Um, I know you are uh, one of the good guys that is actually trying not to play a game with it, but actually get to the bottom of it. And uh, I'm glad that there's a few people up on the Hill like you. Thank you. You're welcome, Lynn. It's great. I appreciate the voice and opportunity to speak with you and your, your audience. And um, we will get to the bottom of this. We don't want this to ever happen again. Thank you so much. Senator Roger Marshall uh, from Kansas. All right, our sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins. Uh, one of the most important lessons we can teach our kids uh, and something they're not likely to get from public school anymore is uh, this. The government is created by the people uh, to protect our rights, not to come up and create new laws uh, to curb our freedom, but to protect our rights and not infringe upon those rights. That notion has been fading out of the American psyche for decades, but people, thank goodness, are starting to wake up. They're fleeing the blue states because they're getting it. And if you want to help others see, if you want your kids to learn this so they won't be fooled in the first place, there's a free book from the Tuttle Twins. This week only, the Tuttle Twins learn about the law. This this week only, time is running out. All you pay for is the shipping. There's also information on the website about how you can get the grown-up version of the book for just a buck. It's a classic, and you and your family should read it. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. One thing we haven't talked about yet, uh, and I'd like to get uh, Bill O'Reilly's thoughts on this maybe tomorrow, um, is uh, the the settlement with Fox. Uh, they have settled for almost a billion dollars, three quarters of a billion dollars. Uh, that is really going to hurt. Uh, I don't know if we know this anymore, but that's a lot of money. You know, when you're talking about the government, not necessarily so. When you're talking about a company, Three quarters of a billion dollars is going to make an impact on Fox, but it is better than losing the case. Uh, that would have been much worse. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to take from that. I think for the whole media, by the way, including people on the left who are cheering this on every step of the way, and this would have been very bad for, I think, media organizations generally. I yeah. mean, you don't think that there's a lot of text about from Joy Reid about the stuff that she's saying on the air. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think you want that out in the public. And of course... E e while this wasn't a legal win for uh, for uh, this case, I think there was a there's a big incentive now for people to come out and try to take down media organizations they don't like, and I don't think that's a positive. You can question what whether Fox handled all of that stuff right. I mean, you can certainly get, find well, I mean, quotes that you don't like, but their defense that I guess, and maybe you can help me out on this they were not allowed to use their defense would be we question things the the president of the united states is saying this is true that's a pretty big reason <laughs> to cover it um and we didn't know at the time we didn't necessarily believe it but 
you know, we're covering what the president is saying. Right. And they have text saying they didn't believe it off the air. And they're they're contrasting that to mostly comments where they like there's a couple hosts like Lou Dobbs, for example, who seem to legitimately believe all of the stuff from Sidney Powell. But most of them were just, you know, they brought him on. I mean, Tucker Carlson was famously very skeptical of what yeah. uh, Sidney Powell he said saying. the same thing we said when we had yeah. her on. Really? Yeah. Well, come, come back. back. When you're trying to show us evidence. I yeah. mean, you know, you, you keep saying these things. You keep you keep guaranteeing you're going to produce this evidence, and you're not doing it. Like that's a problem. Come back when you have it. Uh, I think that's a totally fair standard. But I mean, I like what they seem to be requesting is a world which everyone acts like. Let's say MSNBC act, act, acted on this. They said, okay, the president is claiming this. These are lies. This is the big lie. Uh, this is terrible. They're horrible people. Do you really want a news media that just makes judgments like that and tells you? On, uh, now, look, you might think that all of those things were lies and you might think that all, you know, the election fraud stuff was BS. But like, even if you do, do you really want the media to be prejudging those ideas and giving them putting them in a context like that all the time. I don't think that's their job. Their job is to ask questions of people in the news and try to get down to the bottom of it. But like, if they're coming out and saying everything, we all know this is all lies, that, that's an opinion host. That's what I want out of an opinion mm-hmm. host. I, I don't want that out of a, a news journalist necessarily. I mean, I think that's a, well, that's that's a weird the other world thing. they're asking This for. isn't the journalists. This is the opinion. So you're walking into opinion places yeah. now. Much of this you know? was. I mean, in Fox... You know, came out and, and and ran news reports debunking a lot of the stuff, I would say, that Sidney Powell was saying at the time, or at least attempting to. And that was not a defense. They didn't allow that as a defense. They didn't allow it as a defense to just say, hey, look, the president of the United States is talking about this. It's obviously the biggest issue in the country. We should probably be discussing it. Unless you came out with like visceral denunciation of what they were bringing to the table, you were vulnerable to this. And I don't know that that is a world... I mean, we, we see it with, with the a, topic we just talked about. They treated the COVID leak lab leak theory the same way they treated the big lie about the election. They yeah. came out and they said it was a lie and they said it, you should never listen to these people and it's a conspiracy theory and it's terrible. And then that one wound up being like seemingly true. So like you do do. Is there a lawsuit to be brought on that? I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that like. You need to have a really wide berth for the media to be able to discuss these stories, even if they're wrong on them. You go back to the founding, Glenn, you have documents in the in the museum that talk about how how extensive the allowance was for the media at the beginning. Oh, the 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 founders discussed and argued back and forth that you could be knowingly lying. Yeah, knowingly. knowingly lying about the government. And the government has no place to say, you can't say that or you can't say this. Because sometimes the government might be lying. Sometimes the government may not be lying. And you can't have the government be the arbitrator of it. It's got to work itself out. Yeah. So I just, you know, you should never be surprised by the way the media handles these things. Right. Like, but the fact that they cheered this on every step of the way to try to take down their opponent, Fox News, is really short sighted. Oh, so short sighted. Because this is not. Well, they, they, but they also know that Republicans, they're so spineless. They're not going to do anything. They learn. We don't. But they learn. 
And I think I think it's because we have too many spineless Republicans that agree with them that we just don't ever get it together. They're committed. Uh, and I, I think they're uh, wrong. I think many of the things they're committed to is it being used by real forces of evil. Um, but they're committed. They, they don't they don't stop. We just. Oh, geez. Oh, OK. Well, we'll sit down. Yeah, I think that's true at some point. I think that especially with if you're talking about like the general collection of Republicans in Washington, we often do see that happen, of course. But, you know, I mean, you have seen examples of of just individuals on the right coming after the media and winning. I mean, Nicholas Sandman, you know, came out and won. Right. I would right. like to see what the Republicans are going to do with Diane Feinstein. Are they going to let her get a replacement for a while or say no? She either shows up or she's gone. Yeah, she steps down completely or yeah. she's gone. Yeah. This is they, they want, you know, she's obviously completely incompetent, but she wants to hold on to this, this Correct. thing until she can come Correct. back. And uh, they're saying, uh, Republicans, you got to make that exception. No. no. No, no. You don't have to do that. Don't do it. But let's see how the Republicans react. The old Republicans would go, well, it's only the fair thing to do. No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop compromising your values and the ideals and ideas that created this country. We'll see you tonight, 9 o'clock, Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.